Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible exclusively and make playlists. I'm Mike Adel, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Zach Barrows, I'm the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder, uh, and your giver of incredibly up-to-date and current uh, Game of Thrones takes. I cannot believe yeah. how this how it ended. The whole thing ended just like that. It's incredible. Un- wow. Believable. Uh, <laughs> did not see it coming. I didn't see it coming, and yet I did. <laughs> yep, it's uh, it was quite a quite a run. Quite a run, but now it comes to an end, and we just move on simply. Uh, <laughs> I'm here, week two on the Camino de Santiago de Compostela, and uh, it's lovely. A lot of walking. Feet hurt. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I got these new waterproof uh, boots for this trip oh. uh, that I've broken in well. But yeah. feet are kind of sweaty. They don't breathe fantastically. <laughs> yeah. Is it paved? Is it like a paved road? Is it like dirt? What's the, what are we walking on here? Yeah. Is it like that know. soft playground stuff? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the recycled rubber pellets yeah. <laughs> spread throughout. You know, thus far, Matt. The surface has been varied, uh, everything from cinder to a dirt path to uh, to paved sections. Uh, there are paved wow. parts, you know, you got to walk on on whatever is in front of you. That's a metaphor for life right there. Isn't it? You're going to have so many preaching, uh, preaching just stories after this. Oh, that's, that's the only reason I'm going. <laughs> Do you ever feel, though, Matt, this is a real thing, real thing in preacher life, that you just don't have anything? Um, oh, it's worst. Not yeah. just like you don't have anything and like, I don't have an idea of what to do with this text, but like, I'm just, I understand structurally that like right here, I would insert a story about how this is relevant or like I could even describe yeah. the mechanics of the kind of story I need, but yep. I just don't have that story. Yeah. It's the worst. Yep. Definitely. Yep. And I think I've had a good run, you know, but it's like uh, my well is dry. Just, everything has to end just like Game of Thrones. <laughs> there are benefits yeah. to being a traveling preacher matt because i can recycle mm-hmm. i did yeah. uh recently matt i re- tried to recycle something and it doesn't work just does not work recycling like like straight up recycling doesn't work mm-hmm. i can recycle ideas and images but i've got to like the way my process works at least um i had a really difficult time preaching easter Easter one this year hmm. because I knew what I was going to do and I had it in my head and I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just find that thing that I did before and then I'll use it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, things are crazy. Holy weekend. And you get mm-hmm. to the time and I'm like copy paste and I'll just rework this. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't believe any of this stuff. Uh, and this hardly fits into here. Yeah. Um, and so I had labor pains, you know, at the end of the week of, Mm-hmm. No, we got to go. I can't shortcut the process here. I've got to like actually find something that I mean and believe. And it's real. Mm-hmm. She gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Last minute, we decided to bring Zelma to Spain. Just a true statement. No. I mean, oh, yes. <laughs> like, I never know with Zach. I just never know. I mean, <laughs> you're blowing the illusion that this is a real time podcast. <laughs> it's it's not like it's the beyond the realm of possibility for <laughs> your ideas. It's beautiful pictures. Only. It's a picture. 
You want to show Matt your picture? Oh, let me see. On this visual medium. On this visual pod, iPod broadcast medium. Oh, uh, is that purple? It looks purple. Have you got purple on here? Oh. Uh, can you do another one? That's Maya's favorite color. All right. She loves, obsessed with purple. Okay. Can't wait to introduce her to Prince. Just wait. You want to do another one? Okay, I'll hold on to this one. You can make a new one. Well, I'm uh, really excited that we're getting close to Pentecost. Oh, we uh, are uh, you, so close. What just happened to me today? I was got this little frappuccino here. This was Ooh, the first. Frapp- you know, some people look forward to the first uh, peppermint mocha of the season, and I do. But I also look forward to the first s'mores frappuccino of the season. And I was, I was just sitting down. You know, it's my first s'mores frappuccino of the season. And uh, I'm looking out the window. I'm on the other side of USC's campus from St. Mark's, uh, looking out a window that faces in the direction of St. Mark's. You just need to know that geographically. Uh, When I hear the person next to me at the Starbucks say, hey, look, there's a fire over there. Look at that massive plume of smoke. Must be a big one. And I'm thinking, huh, okay. Uh, and, I, and so I look up and, yeah, there's like this massive plume of black smoke uh, on the other side of USC's campus. And I think, huh. And they're like, I wonder what's even over there. And I think, huh, I know what's over there. St. Mark's Lutheran Church is over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, small chance, very small chance that it's connected to the but. Maybe, like, it's cl- coming from the same direction. I'm thinking I need to go. So I leave the Starbucks and walk over. The church is fine. Then the spool of smoke disappeared. I don't know what was on fire. At USC's campus, there was, like, one fire truck. So they must have taken care of it pretty quickly. And I'm grateful that no one was hurt. Uh, but it was a brief moment where I was like, oh, my God, is my church on fire? I need to go now. <laughs> it is not. It was not yet Pentecost, though. I had the liturgical calendar oh, all messed up. You would have had such good stories to preach, man. That it was Pentecost. What a bummer. Uh, and it was not. I know. <laughs> no, it'll be a great story for the seventh Sunday of Easter, just not for Pentecost. Yeah. No, this is perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what the point is, but it'll work, you know, when you're when you reach at the end of Easter sometimes here. All, sometimes all a story does is gather people's attention. Yeah. And then you do something. Like, so, you know, it's just, it's just an opener. And then you run with something else. You run in a different direction. That'd be I, great. I feel like the Simpsons have done this really well for a very long time. And then I'm okay with my sermons having Simpson-like beginnings. Uh, that is, so we, you introduced the idea a couple of weeks ago that, that a sermon might have an A, B, and C, and that sometimes you, you really get people with going A, B, D. Uh, but sometimes I do I do an X, an X, B, C, uh, G. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to tell an attention-grabbing story that loosely lets me segue <laughs> into where I'm headed. So anyway, got some good texts here, Zach. We got, about them? We have texts, that's for sure. Oh, I just, I don't understand, uh, since it is time for the text, why some weeks uh, we're just overloaded with stories. And other weeks, I'm sitting here going, what, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like, just some balance is all I'm asking for, RCL. The, the the new uh, whenever they sit down to write the revised revised common lectionary, mm-hmm. I'm just asking for a little balance. That's all. Just a little more, a little more balance in these readings. Re-revised. It's like feast or famine around here. Anyway, Acts sixteen sixteen to thirty four. Uh, it is a continuation uh, from last week, but not 
just completely different story. But anyway, we ended at verse 15. We're starting at verse 16. Ah, this is so good. It's uh, such rich story. And I, I remember the last time this came out three years ago, we had a, we had a guest speaker. It was landed on a Mother's Day. And I had a, a guest speaker, and she preached on this text. Uh, and we had a lot of fun preparing it. So one day, as we're going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. What? While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves to the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. Looks like there's multiple kinds of slavery going on here at the beginning. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. So just to be clear, Paul not casting out this demon uh, from a spirit of charity no, uh, or justice, on. but he's just really annoyed. Super. Come on. <laughs> I actually said this to a person in Starbucks one time. I just turned around and said, huh. <laughs> I order you in the name of Jesus just Christ. Get out. Get out. People don't listen, though. It didn't work uh, for me. Incredible opening, though. What a cold open. And then, uh, and then the next line is, but when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. So she's working for these... Uh, owners making money through her spirit of divination and fortune telling and the casting out of the demon doesn't just release her from this demon or this spirit i should say uh but it takes away the economic benefit which was not for her Mm -hmm. but for her owners uh economic impact there they are drags them into the marketplace before the authorities amazing amazing beginning Matt, I don't want to be too crass with this reading, but you know, if they just, if they're, if her owners had just kept her away from following these people around yelling at them, uh, maybe you wouldn't have a problem. It's craziness. <laughs> so many levels so of craziness. So their economic well-being is threatened. So they bring them before. I mean, the basically, we're marine, right? In Game of Thrones. Yes. The slave owner's not happy season I have not watched, but uh, mm-hmm. have listened to episode recaps. When they brought Paul and Silas before the magistrates, they said, these men are disturbing our city. They are outside agitators. Oh, the worst. <laughs> right? They are Jews. They are foreigners. They're advocating mm. customer customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. Oh, they're not bringing their best people. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. The crowd... Joined in attacking them. Whip up a crowd. Doesn't take mm-hmm. much. And the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging. Just a light flogging. Were... No, no, severe. Just some, just some light flogging. <laughs> Flogging's pretty intense, Joe. Just <laughs> severe flogging. Them. Well, I mean, take, yeah, so severe flogging. Pretty intense. They threw them into prison, ordered the jailer to keep them securely. What are the jailer's first? other options? To give, like, let him out on house arrest? Right. <laughs> Keep him, you know, I mean, don't don't worry that much about it, but... I mean, this is how serious this is. I mean, just, oh my gosh. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the socks. So just again... Oh, that's stocks. Clear, I thought it said socks. <laughs> want to be clear, uh, I mean, just like you said, the layers of things happening here. Uh, are they being punished 
because of their religious beliefs. Well, that's kind of what the accusers say, but it's clear that's not really the reason. <laughs> it's because the economy is threatened. It's fascinating. Uh, so then, after they've been severely flogged, which, you know, again, uh, pretty intense, about midnight, Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns to God. That's usually what I do after I'm severely flogged. <laughs> yep. And the other prisoners are listening to them. Suddenly there's an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison are shaken. And immediately all Flashback here, Matt. Flashback yeah. to Isaiah. Flashback. Uh, cold, 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 hot, cold. They touch it on your lips. The pivots of the thresholds were shaking uh, mm-hmm. in the presence of God. Yeah. Or the Easter story in Matthew, different mm-hmm. author about the earthquake there, right? Oh, my goodness. All the doors are open. Everyone's chains are fastened. Oh, my gosh. I mean, can you imagine? When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. That's a rough one. going to be in trouble since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But then he hears Paul shouting in a loud voice. I mean, apparently it was pretty dark, like not great lighting. This is pretty much like Battle of Winterfell lighting going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Paul shouts in a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights, so they have lights somewhere. And rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. I mean, that is kind of interesting, the darkness and light thing happening there. He brings them outside and he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they answered, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and he washed their wounds. Mm. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. Without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. Wow. God life. I know, right? Wow. Begins with this girl, by the way. I mean, think about like the focus, right? It's like if you were like filming this thing, like cinematically, you're focused on this. You're, you're focused on the slave girl at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You go back, you get all kinds of action. And at the end, you're focused back on this one jailer, right? It's like Ooh. one person. Ooh. Economy threatened, but back to one person, right? It's just, woo. Matt, I've, I've seen a lot of prison shows. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot imagine a scene where a prison break would happen and one leader of the prisoners would be like, no, 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 we stay here. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, we are all here. Because it's not just Paul and Silas, like all the prisoners stay. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> There's so much happening. There's so much here. We actually used this text at the LSM gathering this past year over, over New Year's. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, there's a little shake and bake. Is what happens yeah. here, which is a fun thing. Uh, the chains are broken. Uh, they stay. There's a lot of going on there. But the, the interesting thing that we looked it up at the end was that they sat down and had a meal together um, at the end of it. That's where this, um, yeah, this thing right? goes. Mm-hmm. Oh my so super mystagogical because you got baptism that leads directly into the meal. And a meal that is directly – I mean if you think about the – the mirroring that happens from the beginning of the text, to the end of the text. I mean, just that transfer of like the beginning of the text, you have this really exploitative economy. And at the end, you have this economy of the table where this guy's just sharing food, mm-hmm. all kinds of mirroring. It's incredible. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's my big stuff here. Um, I like the light and dark. I've not, I've not caught that because I jumped to the thing that I already knew. Um, 
I mean, just what a story. I remember too, like, I, I just, it's one of those stories where like, I've heard the Paul and Silas part a million times, but the opening with the slave girl is just fascinating. Yeah. And there's a Simpson-esque um, start to the story as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when, when I started reading the story this week, I started to immediately put this into the category of the act stories about women. Uh, that we read about Lydia last week, Tabitha, uh, I think a couple weeks ago. Uh, and so clearly here I thought, well, we've got a slave girl. It's going to fall into the category of uh, of, of those folks. Uh, and maybe she does, though on the, the surface I wouldn't – it doesn't read that way. No, because she, she kind of disappears after that part of the story. No, I mean, the thing it has in common, I guess, it is it is different in terms of, like, she's not named in the way that some of the other women are named, um, and she does kind of disappear. But there is this, like, disruption of the normal order of things, uh, which is similar in some of those texts. Also, to tie into our uh, most recent uh, episode in which we advocated for the polytheistic understanding of God, uh, other spirits existing here. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's another spirit. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I just such interesting stuff about, um, gosh, I mean, bondage and freedom in here too, right? I mean, it begins with slave girl, but then she declares them to be slaves of the Most High God, which is an interesting, it's almost like an overture, right? It's setting up some themes that are going to come up again in the rest of the passage. Um and then, uh, but then it happens again, like in jail, where like their <laughs> their chains are unfastened, but they stay where they are. Like, what mm. what is freedom? Right? Oh my gosh, what is freedom? What does it look like? Is it unexpected? Is it under the surface? Uh, what kinds of slavery and bondage are here, and what kinds of freedoms are here, and how are they? Um, oh my gosh, it's just so much, so much going on. Have fun, preachers. Is that all we got in our outside agitators, Paul and Silas? Uh, I think so. There's a ton of ways in, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If you're looking for your good news statement about breaking chains, about uh, get, being uh, having spirits cast out, you know, that's enough for a sermon. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, isn't this incredible? At the end, like, you're talking about breaking chains. So, like, they do... They do eventually leave the prison, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't leave the prison without the jailer. Oh, Matt, you're right? setting up the gospel I mean, here. Right? Like, that, mm-hmm. I feel like that'll, that could preach right there, right? Even that, the jailer uh, has a place at the table. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> that's the that's A, B, D kind of uh, deal, right? You think, yeah. like, okay, chains, un- chains unfastened, we think you're going to leave. But not yet. You're not leaving without the jailer. You're not leaving until you are made whole. Oh. Matt, we'll sneak over because it's too obvious here. Uh, that the John, another kind of brief John thing that gets very wordy in John. Uh, Jesus is praying uh, to God, I suppose. Um, and he prays a couple interesting things, but the thing I'll lift up here to, to be our, our segue uh, is that he prays, uh, that they may all be one, um, and that in that oneness they might be in us. Um, so that, that's a big idea, pretty vague, and can be. If you're looking to put some flesh on it, uh, that's what this Acts text does. Says right that there is 
a place even for the jailer at the table, uh, which I think is the harder thing for me to believe personally than those who are oppressed have a place at God's table. Of course, I get that. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But your enemies, your enemies do too. What's that quote from a uh, little finger where he's like, you don't, you don't make peace with your friends. You make peace with your enemies. That's yeah. what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Oh, good stuff the All right. only other gospel yeah. note I really have this week um, is I'm just curious uh, in that verse 20 I ask not only on behalf of these but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word mm. I don't know what that means man. <laughs> who will believe in me through their word there's a part of the scriptures where you don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, not a very good one, but I am one. I, I do not have an up-to-date identity like ID card uh, sent to me from the office of the bishop because as a specialized uh, minister, I don't always make it onto the list of the things of, of rostered leaders. Uh, but allegedly, I've, I've not been told that I've been revoked. So what does it mean to believe in me? I really don't have an answer for this. I don't have anywhere to go with it through their word. Because uh, word, logos, central idea to John. But here, uh, what is it to mean through their word? I don't know. There's some simple, like, through the words that they say. But that, I don't know. I just, yeah. that is something yeah. else. My commentary didn't have anything on it. Yeah. This is tangential. This, gosh, just thinking about their word, who's speaking what word. It strikes me here, too, that we're talking about light and darkness. It's the jailer that calls for lights, right? The Paul and Silas aren't the ones that call for lights. It's the jailer that's trying to run. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of little lines in here that you could have some fun playing with. Yeah. I mean, gosh, the word, the the spirit, the, the slave girl. Before she is set free. Uh, those are confessional words, man. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Spirit of divination. She must have an MDiv. These men are slaves of the Most High God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Paul's annoyed about it. Yeah, Paul's like, like geez. <laughs> right? We get it. <laughs> it's like, that's my, I think that's my favorite part of this whole thing. Paul... Very much annoyed. Wow. Incredible. I also want to know what songs they were singing in the jail that can tear down walls. That seems important. If you get the right resonance, I guess. Mm-hmm. The bass line, really strong. Mm-hmm. We got some uh, cut and paste work here in Revelation, then. Yeah, you know, 22, 12 to 14, comma, 16 to 17, comma, 20 to 21. Uh, but it's the end. End of the world as we know it. See, I am coming soon. My reward is with me to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. You know, I've been doing a fun thing during this uh, Easter season. I've been in at least one part of my sermon, either the beginning or the usually it's been at the end. I'll point to a different part of the Paschal candle and use mm-hmm. it as an image, right? So I use the cross and the nails for the Thomas story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do Alpha and Omega one of these weeks because it keeps coming up in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because then people are like, oh, I didn't know what that meant. Like we just, this is like one of those things we have in worship that I'm just used to having there, but I don't know what any of it means because I haven't been to your fancy theological school. Uh, but using it as like some images for preaching, it's uh, it's actually working pretty well. I recommend it. 
I mean, you know, if a fancy theological school were to sponsor a podcast, this might be a good podcast for helping people be less intimidated by fancy theological schools, which the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago is definitely a fancy theological school. <laughs> Very fancy. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. So, I mean, this is like this is like a coda, right? It's like the big the big event was last week, and now you get like the little the coda. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they will have the right to the tree of life. Heard about it last week. And may enter the city. You heard about it last week by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with his testimony for the churches. I'm the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let everyone who hears say, come. And let everyone who is thirsty come. Let everyone who wishes to take the water of life as a gift, the one who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah, fun fact. A lot of little callbacks. Um, again, like I don't, it's not quite as rich as it was the last two weeks, um, but there are a lot of little callbacks to the last uh, couple of weeks where I'm coming soon, this idea that God comes down, Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the tree of life, the city by the gates, the washing of the robes, um, the water of life, all those things are in here uh, that you could reference back if you've been preaching on any of this. One fun little fact here at the end, and this is interesting, this is like the end, right? This is the end of the Bible? All it. It's all done. Man. Uh, so the commentary in Revelation that I was reading says uh, that the best Greek manuscripts, uh, according to uh, M. Eugene Boring, who wrote this commentary in Revelation, the best Greek manuscripts just end with the word all. The grace mm. of the Lord Jesus be with all and doesn't add the saints. Mm. Uh, and his argument is that the saints was a later addition to say, no, 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 not with like everybody, but just like, and mm. this is like for Christians specifically, but it may be more universal than that. Uh, and that difference, uh, I don't know, could be interesting. It's consistent with all of the, from every tribe and every nation that we've been hearing about throughout Revelation, that massive expansion, uh, galactic expansion that God's been talking about throughout Revelation. Good, good stuff. So this is it. This is the end. This is the end game. You want an easy pop culture reference? This is your chance. There it is, Matt. Uh, washing. We get two washes here. Two car washes. Human washes. Wash their wounds and wash, uh, wash their, their robes. Wash wounds yeah. and robes. So if you're talking about, um, that's awesome. The gospel here, the, the, the these texts, you can get washed, man. Should have scheduled the baptism for this Sunday. Obviously. Maybe I'll preach on the baptism we did a couple weeks ago. That's good. I like that. Thanks for that. Yeah, you know, me noticing <laughs> super obvious things. And John 17. John 17. May they may all be one. It's Jesus praying to God again, the Father. I don't know. I don't have too much beyond what I said already. I don't know. Right. I know. Uh... John has been the least, our least favorite part of this Easter season. But it's been fun in Acts and Revelation. I think this is the most, the deepest into Acts I've ever traveled. Yeah, it's been good. Good Easter season. What, uh, how are we going to close off this Easter season playlist? Oh, Matt, lots of imagery. No thanks to John. Uh, So I'm going to go, I like the come, come, come. Um, I think there's an interesting twist here in Revelation as well. Let everyone who hears say come, uh, mm. which is an intro, that's an ABD there, right? ABD. Uh, you might expect it to, to say, let everyone who hears come, but it says, let everyone who hears 
say come, uh, be a part of this invitation. Uh, I think that's interesting. The spirit and the bride say come. Let everyone who hears say come. Uh, so I'm going come as you are. Uh, Nirvana, not just the saints. Yes. Everybody. Then I'm going to go uh, love the earthquake. I'm going to go head in the heart, shake. And then uh, woo, I'm going bright morning stars. Uh, you can find a lot for the morning stars. Bright morning stars, which is a mountain man song, which is a group that includes um, uh, Sylvanesso which is a fun, folky kind of group. Good stuff. So I know this is a borderline. We try to do uh, non-explicitly theological songs, uh, but it's too good not to do. I kind of do Eyes on the Prize. Man, it comes mm. right from this text with Paul and Silas bound in jail. And I got to do the Mavis Staples version. I remember the first time I saw Mavis Staples live. It was at Millennium Park in Chicago. Uh, and her voice, I swear it must have been this song, um, the way she does this song, uh, it just it shook the ground. It really did. Like, I just have never experienced anything like it. Uh, so Mavis Staples' uh, rendition of Eyes on the Prize uh, on a relatively recent album um, called uh, We'll Never Turn Back. We'll Never Turn Back from a couple years ago from kind of the Mavis Staples renaissance. I believe produced, uh, well, that one I think produced by Ray Cooter. Uh, her more recent stuff has been produced by um, Euron Greyjoy of Wilco. <laughs> And then I gotta get to some freedom songs. I gotta do some freedom songs because mm. uh, these are such good ones. I mean, I just Beyonce's freedom. Uh, and this time I'm picturing it almost as the voice of God. Uh, I break chains all by my. Can you imagine the voice of God singing Beyonce's freedom? Uh, just powerful, powerful stuff. Uh, she's got a live version, but you can also find the Lemonade version on Spotify now. I'm so excited. What? Oh, I know that she. They dropped it on Spotify. Put Lemonade finally, finally available. Streaming. What happened to Title? Uh, Why did I waste I all of this money on Title and <laughs> Apple Beats? One. Nope, you can find it on Spotify now. So Freedom, <laughs> uh, Beyonce, which when she does, uh, when she did live on the tour before, uh, I believe on the Formation tour, they would do a dance like in water, which is pretty awesome. So anyway, uh, and then another song that I really uh, have loved for the last several years. Uh, it is off of the Django Unchained soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> I know. Problematic movie. Also surprisingly popular movie. Hmm. Um, but uh, this song is from. You're not going to believe uh, this, Matt, but I've not, not yeah. seen it. You've not seen it. Oh, my God. It's intense. Uh, but uh, this song is on the soundtrack. It is available on Spotify. It didn't used to be. It is available on Spotify now. It's by Anthony Hamilton uh, and Elena Boynton. Uh, and it's just, it's really good. It's got such a, a, a interesting, spooky vibe to it uh, and just has some real power. Uh, I recommend it. Freedom, Anthony Hamilton uh, and Elena Boynton. And then uh, let's, uh, let's end uh, the Easter season on an up note with uh, Freedom 90 by George Michael. Ah, of course. Of <laughs> course. A, B, D. Well, Matt, we did Easter this year. We did it. Oh, that's good. I like your C and Easter. I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Good act stories. It's good. I appreciate John stepping out of the way for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you in the fire of Pentecost. It's, it's been, been real, real, real vi vinyl, baby. Oh man. <laughs>